0: This is a fear so many people don't want to admit, but it just stops them from just making all this progress. It stopped me from making a lot of progress. I know it's going to help you so much. It's the called the fear of rejection. Let's get into it. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and user stories to sell more online it's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience and it's a place where real world marketing strategies tips and lessons are shared freely if that interests you then you're in the right place hi i'm jules dan and i've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time in-demand freelance email copywriter now i'm ready to get to work Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, this is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. Welcome back to Second Solo Show of 2021. I do apologize for missing the last week's podcast interview. I've preached about this uh, on the podcast a few times, you know, it's probably not a good idea, If you've, you know, it's, it's good to share the stories about your scars, but if you've got wounds, open wounds, then you probably shouldn't share about it, and that's what's kind of happened to me, a bit of a personal crisis last week, I'm not going to go really deep into it, so uh, but I just wanted to pre-frame this episode by just saying, sorry if you were expecting a, a podcast interview last Thursday, all good, we're going to be back to normal this week, now, for this week's topic, so I wanted to get this uh, to get get you started for twenty twenty one. I love doing solo shows, talking about my progress and my journey, um, but I feel like I, I've been missing a little bit on the storytelling side, uh, especially the part where how do you get convince people to buy? How do you convince people to persuade people to to join your cause, your movement, or whatever? Build your tribe. I've been missing a little bit of that. I've been trying to, you know, overall theme as best I can, trying to bring it back to storytelling, Um, but, you know, I I did need to create content and I did need to, I also like to use this podcast as recording the journey, so um, as best I can, I'm going to try and keep to storytelling. I've got a bit of theme, a few themes planned for the rest of the year, Um, especially the next a few weeks, I want to talk about how uh, you know either sales letters or video sales letters or or just really good pieces of of marketing that I've seen that have used the story really well. And um, I love to sort of just deconstruct and different angles and maybe different markets. And there's there's heaps of stuff to learn from that. Uh, I, I'm, I've planned some of that out, so I'm really keen to get into that. But but this week, like I said, I want to focus on something that stops a lot of people, and it stopped me, and uh, is a big problem that I see. It's called the fear of rejection now this is a fear a lot of people have how do i know this well not just a gut feeling not just looking around on social media um I'll give you an example, okay? So I've got a few stories to share as well with me. It probably might be a bit longer this episode, so yes, so, so stick me, stick with me. Obviously, I can tell you that you need to get over your fear of rejection in order to succeed. I did that. I will tell you how I did that. Um, but it's always good to hear from a different perspective, a different story. It might just be. Something you hear that's that you just nod, you hear like, wow, he's been through the same situation, or yes, I, I can totally understand that. Um, and that's what the whole point of this episode is. So, how do I get started this? All right, so I've got this client, his name is Ruben. Uh, Ruben actually runs, I've mentioned before in the other podcast, he runs Sports Grad Podcast. Basically, he helps sport graduates who don't know how to get a degree, so especially in Australia where I'm from, I actually was a sports grad myself did exercise and sports science, I just didn't want to go down that road, but it is slim pickings if you want to get a good job, uh, like that dream job at an elite sports agency or at an organization that's that's uh, top level, like um, professional sports club or Olympics or something like that, it's really, really difficult to just get in through the front door. So, a lot of people have been, during COVID, trying to figure out how do I get in through the back door, meaning... How do I network my way in? And one of the things I do with all my clients, with my email copy clients, is that before I even, even talk about their offer or um, what they're selling, I always need to get to know, who am, I, who am I talking to? Who am I selling to? And I really need to get down into the, the deep emotional sort of problems that they have and you know what are the insecurities that they have? What are they afraid of? What, what do they really dream about? you know, Just marketing one-on-one, that sort of stuff. Um, so I on the call with him and the biggest reason why people don't see success that Ruben helps so he helps people trying to network their way in so they can find a job in sport is that they don't even get started with step one or two is because they're afraid of rejection they're they're in constant fear of what will people think of me so fear of rejection fear of judgment almost the same thing but they're not Um, but they're very intertwined with each other now, that, that's when I kind of knew, like, and he helps a lot of younger people, and whether you are younger or older, it doesn't really know, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I feel like this is just a, it is a fear that we all need to get over as ourselves, basically. Um, but I want to tell you a few stories of of um, of how I let it go, and sometimes when you just you are feeling that feeling of like what what people think, or do I really want to keep going with this? I'll give you a bit of hope. I want to give you some hope today. All right, so let's go flashback. I'm 12, 13 years old. I'm in high school. Young Julian has his crush on this girl called Alyssa. And I am not the same person I was when I was... How much? How long is that? That's like nearly 15 years ago. So I really like this girl. Um, I told my friends about it, of course, but I was petrified of actually talking to her. Maybe you've been in that same situation, you know? I had the hots for her. I wanted to... Get, had all these nice... I'd, she seemed like a really nice girl. Um, and this went on for years, like four or five years, where I didn't even have the balls to talk to her. I, I was so afraid of talking to girls. Um, and But I, my friends were some of her friends, you know, and she eventually sort of found out. And it wasn't until like four years later where I, I got the balls to... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even get to talk to her. But they had this thing where you could send a rose to someone at during Valentine's Day. And so, I sent a, a rose and a note saying, would you like to go on a date? And I remember it was so embarrassing. This is a little embarrassing story. So, the way my school was set up was that you had houses, kind of like, you know, in Harry Potter where they've got Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. I was in Dunshay House, anyway. It's just like your home group where everyone meets up. And... And everyone congregates in, in your houses. I know it sounds pretty fancy, right? <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Houses? Geez. Anyways, so I'm in the room and they deliver the roses and then I get a rose. I'm like, Wow, what the hell? And it was so embarrassing. On on the note it said to Julian from Alyssa and it had the note that I wrote about would you like to go on a on a on a, like a movie or something like that. My friend Jeb saw over his shoulder what, it, what was written on the card and he just had the biggest belly laugh ever, uh, told everyone in the room, I went so red, just, just like, oh, so, so cringy. And to this day, all my friends really, really, they just, they, they love bringing it up. <laughs> it's just such a funny story. And, um, yeah, I, I don't mind sharing it with you guys on this, but after that, one of her friends then set me up on a date with her, I went on the date, finally, after all this time, started to get to talk to her, get to know her, you know, it was like okay, kind of alright, then, I don't know, like a year later, we're at a party, had the balls to talk to her, and I kind of realized it wasn't as good as I thought, you know, like she, we, her and I didn't really click, even though she's a really nice girl, um, still know her to this day just, you know, like romantically or whatever, like sparks do not fly. And um, that was my first sort of real hit or slap of reality that, you know, everyone puts all these expectations on on, on doing this thing that has this, you might get rejected and stuff. And uh, even though I got that opportunity, it wasn't as good as I thought it might be. Um, there's many lessons in that. But what happened was that, so... So, Julian was quite shy and quite scared and didn't really like to talk to girls and I think I was about 16 or 17 at this time and my mum thought it was a good idea to send me to uh, Germany on this student language exchange and it's not like you're in a group or anything like, I went inside this home, a German home, they spoke English but like, we're not speaking English too, we're speaking in German. I, went to German, I went to school where they spoke German, only German and I wasn't even that good. I was like bottom of my class in German, and I remember that that f- I had no one else as well. It was just me, just this Aussie kid. And I remember that first five weeks when I was in there, there was I, I had to be get I had to be get over my fear of rejection. I had to get over my fear of embarrassment. I had to get over my fear of what will people think because every single day. I would go to school and I would talk to someone. I'd try and start a conversation and they just look at me really funny. It's like, what, what What the hell are you talking about? Or like, they just laugh right in my face. Some people would even be just, just like, just walk off, like not even acknowledge me um, in the streets and I try and ask for like directions or something or it didn't happen a lot, but there's a few times I had that just like crushing moment. Like, oh, I've practiced so much or oh, I've like put all this work in and like, nothing's working. And that was a really damn good experience. Like after about five weeks, something just clicked, and I remember I was just uh, speaking German. I don't know. I know I've got a few listeners from German, so from Germany. So um, it's a bit rusty right now, but the the point of that lesson was that uh, I, I got into this situation when, like, nearly single every day, I was facing that fear of rejection or getting uncomfortable, and. Oh, it's just been a really good thing. Um, And what I want to like steer this direction, the story is like to, you have to create your own luck basically. Um, That's what I've realized. And I was writing that like back to that client. I'll circle back to how all these all connect. Back to that client with Ruben. Um, I was writing an email for him and it just clicked to me that like a theme or idea that, you know, shy people aren't lucky, okay? You can't create your own luck if you're shy or if you don't want to put yourself out there or if you're afraid of getting rejected. But the people who do create their own luck, you get lucky, so to speak, are the people who put themselves out there, who, who network, who get uncomfortable, who ask and follow up like 10 times with someone who they really, really want to connect with. And eventually, those people have a good chance of getting a lucky break. And Last year, I got so many damn lucky breaks. It's not even a joke. Um, like, I, I I felt guilty telling people how lucky I was almost. So many lucky breaks. Oh my God. I wouldn't be where I am without the lucky breaks. Um, but those lucky breaks wouldn't have happened had I not been through that experience, say, like in Germany when I was 16, 17. I'm not like some pickup artist or anything like that, but you kind of just good life lesson was just to stop caring what people think and just have a go. Um, And it's all in your head, basically. But I'll give you a bit of context what I mean by how did I make my own luck? Or how did I get really lucky this year? All right. So, when I first started doing um, email copy, um, I I wanted to decide what social media following do I want to build. And I chose LinkedIn. Um, I don't like choosing. I don't like Facebook or, or Instagram. You may have heard me say this before. I think it's just so toxic. I think it's just a lot of people just trying to one-up each other. Um, it's really easy to get consumed in comparison, even though you know you shouldn't. Uh, and LinkedIn is just a few steps below that. It's a bit wanky sometimes, but generally speaking, people there are a lot nicer and a lot better. And it's not like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's just me. If that's you, maybe you just let me know. But that's how I feel about Instagram and Facebook. Anyways, I chose uh, LinkedIn as my publishing platform about... I don't know about twelve months ago. Started just posting consistent content, uh, just trying to build a following, trying to build my name, expertise. Obviously, land clients, but just content marketing was a game. Publish, 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 as they say. I Eventually, got picked up by someone or on someone's radar. Someone, uh, mind you, I, I was I was in these like engagement groups. You know, like you post your comment, your, your, your stuff in there, and people like it, and it boosts it a little bit, and more people see it, and maybe that's why someone saw my content, and they said, "Jules, we really like your content. You you tell great stories. Um, we'd love it if you could join this like high level engagement group." I'm, eh, i checked it out. Really top level entrepreneurs in there. I'm like, okay, sweet, this is a good opportunity. Had no expectations of of landing any of them as a client. However, I just went in there and just posted brilliant content four or five times a week every day, uh, yeah, every day, about four times (laughs) or five times a week um, for about eight months straight until I got a lucky break. Until someone in that group who was a leader of that group, her name was Mary, and she was like, Jules, rang me up. I remember she rang me up and said, I need you to write me an email series. And that was the lucky break that I needed to, to just get everything, everything just went up from there, like, I wrote those email series for her, I wrote a second one, she was so impressed with all of them, she's like, let me recommend you to this person, let me recommend you to this person, um, someone might, someone was slightly curious about writing emails with me, and they're like, can I ask for your references, and I'm like, oh, I've worked with Mary, and they say, oh, okay, yeah, you're cool, and it just opened so many doors for me, it was mental, but, so many times I was, I wrote those stories, I wrote those content, and I, I could have been that bland, me too, regurgitated content. But if you follow me on my email list, uh, I like to take risks. I like to be controversial. I like to put opinion in it. Sometimes I like to throw rocks and and put people, not put people down, but just, you know, target the enemy in common with people. Um, and some people are just afraid to do that or they're afraid of rejection. And that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have landed that first lucky client had I just been afraid of what people think or afraid of, of rejection from it or rejection of ideas. And same goes with, say, like when you're doing direct outreach and direct messaging, like i landed land some really good clients just from getting over that fear. And like every single time I'm, I'm thinking about oh, uh, like, do I want to post this or like, what will people think of me or um, like, uh, I'm really, I'm really sort of over not getting any traction with, with what I'm doing. Why should I keep going? And I just remember back to that time when I was in Germany, all those times where I was just daily struggling, daily struggling, people just, just being laughing in my face and stuff like that. And just push, I pushed through it. I eventually got through it. And so that's the hope I want to give you today, you know. Obviously it is a cliché answer, but try and get into uncomfortable situations where you have to face rejection, you have to face judgment every day. And I'm going to try and keep doing it. Uh definitely, definitely it's like it's 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 kind of just like a I don't know, like shooting a basketball. If you don't do it for a while, <laughs> You get rusty. It's the same thing. Like the fear, fear will come back if you don't keep practicing it. Um. So I encourage you, I really encourage you this year, if if you haven't gotten the progress that you want, you haven't gotten that lucky break that you wanted, maybe you haven't had that client who, who's been that really good client and they've just opened all the doors up for you and you've just gone for that. I've heard so many different entrepreneurs who've just had that one lucky break and it's just like, let me introduce you, let me introduce you, let me introduce you. And it's just been amazing that like, yes, obviously, you have to be good at your thing. But there's so many people who are good at the thing, but they're just crap at marketing. And obviously, the best next best thing for marketing is word of mouth marketing. And the word, the way to get in with those people is just to is to network, get rejected, try and find those people. Um, this is not the episode of how to. This is more like a hope, inspiration for you guys that, and it is possible that you can find that lucky break. And uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, Like I said, more is gonna be. This will be more. The podcast is gonna be more story focused as best as I can. Obviously, not every single episode is gonna be about storytelling secrets. It's gonna be marketing, persuasion, copywriting related, but I will do my best to always bring it back. That's it for me this week, okay? Um, if you've got any questions, I actually, I actually haven't said this. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, by the way, I've had so many new listeners, I can see my analytics. If you have not hit subscribe, please hit subscribe. If you have not hit a, leave a review, leave a review. I will read your review out on the show, okay? I, I was, I've got about 22 reviews or 64 without reviews or something like that. Uh, I would love to hit 100, you know, and I know there's definitely more than 100 people listening to this, definitely more than that, so subscribe, leave a review, I'll read it out for you, keep listening to this, um, and you're going to hear from me and my guests this Thursday, I'm back, got over my personal worries a bit, thanks for tuning in this week, I told you to be a bit, bit longer, get out there, go get rejected, And get over yourself. Thanks. (laughs) This is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets.